Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron. This week, we are going to be discussing one of our favorite topics, astrology. So gather around the cauldron. Yes, welcome back. (laughs) Are we rusty? (laughs) I think we are. All right. (laughs) I am sorry, guys. We took, we pre-recorded before spring break. So we are trying to get back into the groove today. Let's, let's see. We can do this. We can do this. We can make it happen. We got this. Yes. So today we are going to be going over, I'd say astrology 101. We'll be going over the signs themselves and a little bit more about them, but stay tuned because we are going to be recording a 102 episode as well. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this series. I think astrology is one of those topics now that everyone has heard of and is probably incorporating into their life in some way. And it is such a complex subject that, yes, we're going to have this 101. There's going to be a 102. And heck, there might even end up being a 103. (laughs) There very well could be. Astrology is so in-depth that I got into it when I was about 12. So this would be like really late 1990s. And to this day, I am still learning. And I don't believe that it ever stops because there's always, you know, new ideas and theories that are introduced. So for today, we're just going to focus on that small portion, you know, just that intro portion into astrology, which, which will help you move away from sort of that newspaper magazine astrology that's just sort of fixated on your sun sign, but it won't get too involved to where you're, you're looking at your chart going, what in the hell is this? So yeah, it can be a little daunting at first when you really dig in, um, especially when you start looking at birth charts. It's, I still don't understand all of it exactly. Um, It's one of those things I think you really have to just dedicate yourself to and just dive in and be able to conceptualize. It's very visual to me to be able to understand how it all works together. You have to be able to see it in your mind sort of, you know? Um, So again, I'm really excited that we're doing this. And today we're going to be covering the zodiac signs and the accompanying planets, as well as some deeper meanings behind the signs and the seasons as well. But I think you guys will get a nice, well-rounded, a nice, well-rounded episode. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to strive for it. So, you know, we might be a little rusty, but let's see. I think we can do it. Yes. So the first zodiac sign in the wheel is the first sign that we're going to cover. And I'm sure many of you know that it is Aries. Aries is the baby sign. It is a spring sign. And it is a very, a very fun sign and one that we happen to be in right now with our son. Yes, absolutely. How's this Aries energy treating you, Jamie? Because it, it's not going uh, well over here. You know, <laughs> interestingly enough, I get along really, really well with Aries' sons. 
always have. One of my very best friends um, is an Aries. And so when it comes to that, it's great. (laughs) But when the sun is in Aries, man, I just, I don't know. It feels abrasive to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the vibe that I'm getting. I could tell very early on when the sun moved into Aries that, or and and Mercury as well, moved into Aries. Like I was ready. I was ready to go. Like, all right, say something to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. It's springtime is never my favorite time of year anyways. Um, I mean, it's beautiful and I, you know, I love to garden and it's the time of year for planting gardens. Um, but I have some pretty severe seasonal allergies. <laughs> yeah. It makes it tough it, to enjoy. It does make it very tough to enjoy. And I always just feel like this time of year is sort of like a struggle for me every year, which is interesting because I was reading something in my, one of my astrology books the other day about how you're supposed to feel more at home around your sun sign month. So because I was born in February, according to that, I was supposed to feel, I'm supposed to feel very comfortable and I'm not supposed to feel very comfortable, the opposite, like Scorpio season, but that's when I feel the most at home actually. So I thought that was interesting. And again, I guess, you know, when it comes to Zodiac, stuff, astrology, everything is still relative, right? It depends on your experience and your perspective. So yeah. And the aspects to the planet in your chart. So there could be, there very well could be a reason, you know, for, for that, for you. And you also are a Scorpio rising. So the, you know, feeling at home during Scorpio season, that's, it's not too unusual. Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Although I, I'm not a huge fan of the summer and I was born right in the middle of it, middle of it, middle, middle, middle. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Can't talk. (laughs) All right. So let's dig into Aries a little bit. Now, remember everything that we will be talking about here will be released uh, in blog form as well. So as well as graphics on our Instagram page. So Starting with Aries, the ruling planet of Aries is Mars. And, you know, this is the planet of war. It's it's a very aggressive planet, which goes along with the, the very aggressive energy that you can experience during Aries season or, or being an Aries. Now, another thing about Aries is that they are a fire element, which also brings to it, you know, another layer of feistiness. (laughs) So (laughs) Aries really has, you know, this all going for it. And it's the first sign of the Zodiac. So this is what kicks off the Zodiac. I like to think of the Zodiac as a cycle. And, you know, each sign sort of progresses from the sign ahead of it. But Aries is brand new. And with that, it's it's got this like starter energy. And it's also a cardinal sign. So cardinal signs are the starter energy. These are the, the signs that put things in motion. Now, outside of that, Aries has, you know, its strengths and its weaknesses. So 
and this is the same with every sign. This is not exclusive to one sign. You know, we all, we all have that yin and yang energy. We all have that balance. So some of their strengths are Aries are bold individuals. They're, they're brave and they're driven and they're honest and, and self-assured typically. Now, some of the weaknesses, you know, on the other side of this is Aries can be very impulsive or aggressive. They can come off as harsh or impatient. And, you know, it's just two sides to the same coin. Now, wanted to throw this in just for fun, but the tarot card that is associated with Aries is the Emperor. In my experience with Aries, and I've only actually known a few, mostly women, they were all very much self-starters very some of them are impulsive some of them are not as much but very driven for sure and i just i find that i don't know it's very fascinating i think it's um to watch an aries grow and experience life is is really cool because of just the the boldness that they have you know they are they are very bold individuals but with a lot of charts, um, so Mercury is really close to the sun. So it's only going to be maybe a sign, possibly two signs away from it. So a lot of those like more grounded Aries have, you know, like their Mercury and Taurus, you know, something real earthy, real grounded. So, all right. So next along the, the Zodiac is Taurus and Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus. So... You know, with this Venus placement, they've got a love of the finer things. Like they're, they're really, they can be very sensual. They can, you know, be kind of creatures of comfort and, and luxury as well. You know, with this placement, you know, think about Venus, not only the planet Venus, but the goddess Venus. Well, all I know is that my dad is a Taurus and he is like the most, grounded person I probably know and he does like nice things he has always liked nice things um and what's interesting even though he's an earth sign he's not much of an outdoorsy guy um no no he's really not but um he always likes to have the best of everything and that's kind of how I was raised in that way thanks dad Yes, they they do like their luxury. My mom is a Taurus and she's not big into material things, but she is very much outdoorsy. Like they, they live on a farm. I can't even count how many cows are over there, pigs, chickens, you name it. So yeah, she's, she's a very earthy individual. Now, like we have already mentioned, the element of Taurus is earth. And the modality is fixed. Now, a fixed sign is sort of that intermediate, in an intermediary between cardinal signs and mutable signs. Like fixed signs can really get shit done. You know, once it's been started, they can get shit done. So it, this this is, you know, characterized within the way that the Taurus is, you know, they're stable, they're trustworthy and pragmatic. And like we said earlier, they're sensual. They, they love the finer things in life. Now, some of the weaknesses that can come from this is they can be, you know, a bit materialistic. 
Sometimes they can be lazy um, or jealous and stubborn. Now, if I had to pick an adjective that described my mother, that one's going top. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got that from him. Uh, (laughs) Stubbornness. (laughs) Run family on all sides. Um, yes. But with him, he very much is. But not in a, never in a rude kind of way. He just, I don't know. The way he, and, and again, each person is unique with their experience, right? Um, yeah. But he's stubborn in the most, like, respectful way. <laughs> it's it's good to dig in at times. Like, it's good to have, you know, this is, this is my boundaries. This is the way it is. You know, I'm not going to move. It can be inflexible at times and it can present its way, but a lot of the times, you know, it's not necessarily a negative trait, but, you know, same with all signs. There's positives and there's negatives. Absolutely. All right. So next on the list, we have Gemini's. Ah, Now this is a sign that I see get a lot of heat. uh, And to me, it's unwarranted. I really love Gemini's. I Of course, I do have a placement in Gemini, Um, but I I tend to be drawn to them. Now, the planet for Geminis is Mercury. This is a planet of communication. And Geminis are also an air sign. So with this, you know, they're very intellectual. You know, they're more cerebral. They're they're of the mind. They're, They're very much a thinking and communicating sign. Now, the modality of Gemini is mutable. Now, I've also seen mutable get a a little hate because, you know, they're neither the starters or the finishers. They're the adapters. And I actually think that's really beautiful and something that you need to succeed in life is the ability to adapt. And Geminis are great at this. Now, some of the strengths of Geminis is, you know, like we were saying, they're social and they're outgoing and they're communicative and and adaptable. So these are the strengths that uh, that Gemini possess, that Geminis possess, that Geminis possess. Now, some of the weaknesses is they can come across as fickle and indecisive. They can also come across as impulsive or superficial and like with all signs, you know, there's good and there's bad. And that that's all people, hands down. Doesn't matter who you are. Now, as I'm saying this, I remember that we forgot the tarot card for Taurus. So I'm going to squeeze that in here too. So the tarot card for Gemini is the lovers. And the tarot card for Taurus is the Hierophant. So Aries, Taurus, and Gemini are all the spring sun signs. Uh, You can break the zodiac wheel into four parts by the seasons. And obviously spring is a very ferocious time of year. It's when winter has ended, seeds are sprouting, animals are coming out of hibernation. It's, it's go, go, go time, right? Yes. Spring signs know how to get it done. It can be a very exciting time. It can also be a little bit stressful, you know, because of the, the newness to it. Um, but this this season is all about kind of exploding out the gate, right? Yes, it absolutely is. And as you're saying this, it reminds me that I've only moved like a few times in my life. Okay, over five. But each time I have moved, it has been during the spring season. It has always been sometime between March and May. 
every mm-hmm. time every time that's that's awesome and it makes total <laughs> sense because it's almost like you can picture like someone about to start a race right and this is where the gun goes off this is that beginning time of the race and and if you think about it Aries Taurus Gemini do tend to be quite successful signs in general at least the ones i know always seem to to do pretty well at whatever it is they're seeking out to do yeah. I mean, these are the signs that are starting off the the Zodiac. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can look at it. Like it can be broken down into two seasons and it actually is broken down into quadrants as well, which are sort of illustrated by the seasons. So yeah, it's, these are the signs that really kick off the Zodiac. You know, these are kind of the, the first evolutions of first evolutions of the, the wheel. These are, you know, those initial starting points. It's your first fire sign, your first earth sign, and your first air sign. Yeah, it's almost like they have that childlike curiosity and drive that just knows no bounds, you know, doesn't know what no means, you know. (laughs) It does sort of come with that, you know, that that rose-colored glasses or that blind optimism sort of uh, energy behind it. Yeah, it definitely does. It's really beautiful, and I love that about them. Yes, me too. Okay, so let's kick off the summer season. And we are going to go into Cancer. Now, like the others were the first fire, earth, and air sign, Cancer is the first water sign. So the ruling planet, and I'm going to say that with quotations because really the moon is a luminary. It's not really a planet but this is what governs this is what governs cancer the moon they are the the moon children now the element for cancer is water and the modality is cardinal like we said with aries these are the signs that really have a lot of get shit started energy now for some of these strengths for cancer is that they are imaginative and they're intuitive and they're also very nurturing and loyal but this also comes with a downside because they can be moody and oversensitive they can be crabby and and they can also be codependent so like we said those strengths come with weaknesses and the tarot card that represents cancer is the chariot (sighs) you know and i was kind of trying to stay impartial there but as some of you listeners know i am a cancer and i could probably be all of those things maybe not oversensitive i have a hard time tapping into that but damn i can be moody i can be codependent and i can certainly be crappy so especially with this Aries energy. Woo. <laughs> oh man. It's been it's been tough. Yes. Oh. Goodness gracious. All right. So let's move on to Leo. This is another sign that's planet is not technically a planet. Technically it's a star as as people on Instagram like to remind me when I say it's a planet. I know. I know. <laughs> but the sun is considered a luminary and it is the ruler of Leo. So as you can imagine, the element for Leo is fire. So they're, they're, they're bringing that fire energy. 
and their modality is fixed. With the fixed signs, these are these are a sign that carry a, a certain amount of grit. You know, they can carry a project into fruition. It's my chart actually lacks a, a lot of fixed signs, and and sometimes I have a habit of starting way too many projects that I never actually finish. So <laughs> I wish I had more fixed placements. They're not serving me well. I was going to say, that's just interesting because I feel like I'm kind of the same way with my life. I can start things all day long, but the completion aspect is not always present. <laughs> no, it takes, it takes a lot of, a lot of, um, I wouldn't say drive because with drive, you can get a lot of things started, but it takes a lot of grit to stay in there and like see it to completion. Yeah. I, I I'd be curious if there's any, if I'm lacking fixed signs in my chart as well, which I know we're going to go over our charts at some point. So. <laughs> well, Aquarius is a fixed sign and you've got a ton of those placements. So, but oh, I guess I do. You're right. It, <laughs> it, it, it can be how it's aspected. And, and those are kind of the more complex, um, but vital components to a birth chart like we're just going over signs here but like if you really want to know why you are the way you are what you have to focus on is aspects and I'll make sure to sort of briefly cover that on the 102 episode because it's still it's pretty complicated you know <laughs> it, it, unless you have a base if you have a base for astrology this isn't a complicated um, topic but first you, you gotta start gotta start from the bottom and sort of build your way to, to the aspects. So you can have all the fixed signs that you want, but you know, if they're poorly aspected, they, they may not manifest in that sort of pure energy. So hmm. that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in fact, I have looked at your chart many a times and I have not actually gone over aspects because it takes me forever. So. <laughs> mm. I am not a quick astrologer. <laughs> All right. So back to Leo. Some of their strengths are, of course, they're they're confident and they're courageous. These are dynamic people. They fit really well into leadership positions. Now, now some of the downsides to this is they can they can be attention seeking. They could have big egos or, or be dominating or, or just, you know, all together, they could be kind of showboaty. Now I have no problems with Leos. I actually tend to love them and I hate attention. So I am all for anybody taking that shit away from me. <laughs> yeah. My son is a Leo and yes. he is He's... all Leo. <laughs> he is amazing. Yeah, he's so awesome. In fact, uh, just this morning, well, yesterday, he discovered the GarageBand app on his phone um, because he wanted to make some music. He's been wanting to make YouTube videos. He wants his own channel. Granted, he's only nine. <laughs> <laughs> but he started making music and we were sitting around the table and he was just, you know, banging on the screen, like playing piano or something. And it sounded really good. And Greg and I were just looking at each other like, wow. <laughs> and, this uh, is I what guess, you need to do. <laughs> yeah. He was recording his voice and singing and stuff. And he wants me to sing with him. So this afternoon we're going to be recording some stuff together. <laughs> 
I am going to need you to send me some of those. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm going to have to figure it out because I don't know how. I'm just, I'm not, my brother got all the musical talent growing up. I was more the athletic one. He was the musical one. So it's not really my forte, but I am absolutely willing to explore it for, for his sake. He's had an interest in music since he was like a toddler. I have a picture of him with like my mom's cane, like one of those canes that has the handle that kind of curves over. Yeah. Like yeah. it has the four legs. So it looked like a microphone. It just stands there, you know, and he was like grabbing it and like swinging around with it, like <laughs> Mick Jagger or something. And I was like, oh, this kid's going to be a rock star. I just know it. <laughs> he has been a rock star from birth for sure. Yeah. <laughs> never, I've never had any musical talent. I'm trying to get my son into it. I think, I think that's something that he would be good at. Now, lastly, the tarot card for Leo is strength. So next on the list, we have Virgo. The planet for Virgo is Mercury. And as you'll remember, as we were going over Gemini, Mercury is the planet of communication. So these signs can have a tendency to say exactly what they mean. Um... Now the element that rules Virgo, now the element that rules Virgo is the element of earth and their modality is mutable. Now, again, mutable is not a bad thing. This makes Virgos very good at communication, practicality, as well as adaptability. Now, some of the strengths for Virgo is that they are practical. They're very organized and they're meticulous. Also, there, there's a level of health consciousness there. Now, I know we're not speaking of houses quite yet, but Virgos rule the sixth house, and the sixth house is the house of sort of health and career or, or maybe jobs. You know, these, this, is a, this is a busy worker bee sign. Now, some of the weaknesses of Virgos is that they are perfectionists. They can be very cynical they can even be obsessive and they can worry a lot. Virgos can sort of be their own enemy at times. Now, as critical as they can be to others, they are definitely critical with themselves as well. Yes, I have you as my lovely Virgo moon and one of my other very, very good friends. She is a Virgo sun and um, I've had a, I've had a, a lot of Virgo friends actually. And, um, yeah, they're very interesting to me as one of the, I, I like to observe this one. Yeah. I guess you could yeah. say, um, they're very interesting to me probably because they're almost like the complete opposite of Aquarius. <laughs> very calculated, very meticulous, very organized, while I do tend to be sort of obsessive and a perfectionist at times, I'm definitely not nearly as like, like categorizing things like they do, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. There, there's a level of meticulousness and I, I have it. I can organize very well and I can definitely be meticulous. Um, I only have a couple Virgo suns in, in my orbit in general, but I do tend to like them. Yeah. So all three of the signs that we just talked about, Cancer, Leo, and Virgo, are all the summer signs, summer sun signs. And what that means is that they are 
part of the season of a fantasy is is almost the best way for me to describe it it's they call it the lullaby season i've heard before it's like the night the days are really long the nights are short you know you can see the stars at night the the temperature is usually a little bit more acceptable (laughs) in some places um and it's it's almost like this idea of of having everything you need, right? So spring has come, everything's growing, everything's kind of abundant, right? You can picture like like a mom feeding a baby, you know, breast, breastfeeding a baby or or picking fruit from a tree, you know, this very kind of utopian kind of idea is what comes to mind for me. Um, very, very luxurious, very... Uh, I have what I need kind of thing, um, which I think makes sense because cancer, you guys love to be comfortable. You love to be held in your space, you know, um, and you love to be nurtured as much as you also tend to nurture. And then Leo is just, you know, <laughs> a blazing fire, <laughs> Yes, you know, that always get what they need. And then, and then Virgo, as much as they can be very critical and meticulous, they also do really like um, their environment to be very nice, right? They like nicer things as well, from what I've seen and experienced anyways. Not, not as much as maybe Taurus or maybe in different ways, but I would say that Mother Nature has just provided everything you need in the summer and it's just there for the taking. Yeah, it's it's this time of year that's very abundant. You know, this is this is sort of, you know, like where you'd be harvesting your crops, where you're where you know, everything's just sort of at full bloom. So it's a very much a season of abundance. Oh, and one thing before I move on from the topic of from the topic of, you know, sort of our our summer signs is Virgo's tarot card is the hermit, which is my personal favorite card. (laughs) So moving into the fall birthdays. Next up is Libra. Now Libra's ruling planet is Venus. And you'll remember this because this is the same ruling planet as Taurus. So with that, there's sort of this, you know, love of beauty. There's a lot of aesthetics going behind Libra's. Now, the element for Libras is air. So there is a lot of intellect around this sign, you know, like like we said for the other air signs, you know, it's it's a very mental sign. A lot of what goes on for Libra goes on in the mind. Now, the modality for Libra is cardinal. So, so like the other cardinal signs, this is a sign that gets things started. They put things into motion. Some of the strengths for Libras is that they are diplomatic, they're intellectual, and they're they're charming. They're also very good at collaborating. You know, as as an air sign, that sort of comes with um, they're sort of the more social signs of of the zodiac because you know a lot of what's going on with air signs is you know intellectual and it's also communicating. So you'll notice that with a lot of the air signs. Now, some of the weaknesses that come along with this is Libras can be thought of as indecisive. They can be people pleasers or be considered passive or even superficial. 
Now, the, the Libras that I know personally, they are very big on aesthetics. So I have seen, you know, that Venus sort of shining through. My daughter is a Libra. Um, now, the tarot card for Libras is the card of justice. And it's just like the, the symbol for Libra is the scales. This is a sign of balance. You know, it's a sign. It's a sign of justice. So... <laughs> and, you know, I'm completely surrounded by Libras in my life. Really? My mom is a Libra. My brother is a Libra. My paternal grandmother is a Libra. So completely surrounded. And not only that, but my paternal grandmother and my mother share the same birthday. Really? And then my brother is only born four, day, four days, no, six days after that. So they're all like Jeez. in the same like week. <laughs> I don't think I have, uh, I have a bunch of Sagittarius in my family. Well, that's what mm -hmm. I have the most of. My sister's well, a Sag, my dad, my dad is a Sag and my brother is a Scorpio, but barely. I've never done his barely. chart, but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's what people like to refer to as cusp, which cusps don't really exist in um, sun signs. They're, like we were saying earlier, the, the reason like an Aries sort of comes off as a Taurus is likely their Mercury is in that sign. It, it's not that your birthday is that because zero degrees, let's say your birthday is like April 20th, zero degrees in, yeah. 420 um, <laughs> in Taurus what is is still zero degrees in Taurus that's a critical degree so you're not going to be partially a Taurus you're full Taurus at least as far as where the sun is setting which is something we'll go in to more depth in a later episode but <laughs> right so the next sign up let's get into scorpio this is probably one of the most popular water signs in modern astrology scorpio is ruled by pluto now pluto is a planet you know that is it's all about transformation and and sometimes death <laughs> but you know which is a transformation you know getting ready for for that rebirth the element of Scorpio, like we mentioned, is a water sign. Now, the modality of Scorpio is fixed. So, again, you know, these are a sign that have a lot of grit. So, the strengths that come along with Scorpio is that they're driven. You know, they're courageous people. They're, they're very passionate. You know, this is also a sign that is, is heavily sexual. So, you know, there, there, there's a lot of... Um, energy you know passionate energy that sort of comes along with that and they're also you know as a water sign they're very perceptive or even intuitive now some of the weaknesses that come along with scorpio is that they can be vindictive they could be jealous and possessive or even manipulative now i i typically go by modern astrology previously the ruling planet for scorpio would have been mars so if you put Mars or if you put Scorpio in Aries, you know, sort of side by side, some of the characteristics are very similar. And this is one of the contributing um, factors for that. Yes, my rising is in Scorpio and I probably feel more like a Scorpio most days than an Aquarius, even though I have five planets in Aquarius. <laughs> I am... 
I'm going to have to dig even more deeply into your chart and figure out the aspects, but I imagine that there's, there's something in there. Um, well, I, I, I definitely feel like I'm in this psych, this constant cycle of death and rebirth for this lifetime yes. of mine. It's I figured this out now. So at least it's expected for a while there. It was pretty rough. <laughs> like, why does this keep happening? Why is this <laughs> happening? You know, and now it's like, oh, okay. I'm just supposed to constantly reinvent myself. Cool. <laughs> yes. yes. I have um, some pretty prominent eighth house placements which eighth house um is is the house of scorpio it's the um so i've got i've got a a lot of that energy coming into my chart that 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 whole transformation thing Woo! it takes some getting used to it really does <laughs> yeah it's intense it's, this is a very intense sign i would argue that scorpio is perhaps the most intense sign at least from what i have experienced it it can very well be it is one of those signs with intensity um and and it like i said earlier in, in traditional astrology uh scorpio would have been ruled by mars so you think of mars mars is roman greek mythology i always get those two confused but the other one is aries so mars and aries are both gods of war so there's a lot of a lot of intensity under the surface for for these signs in particular. <laughs> and then moving into a little bit of a sweeter energy, we have Sagittarius. Ooh, I don't know if I would describe Sagittarius as sweet. They're <laughs> Uh, as much as I would like to to rep my all my Sagittarius placements, um, they're uh, they're very outspoken signs. They are a sign of expansion. The planet that rules Sagittarius is Jupiter. Now, this is considered a a lucky planet. You know, this is. Wherever Jupiter sits in your chart is considered to be sort of an area of ease for you. It's definitely where life is supposed to be just a, a little bit easier. So the element for Sagittarius is fire. And, and with this, this gives Sagittarius sort of that... Um, fiery energy for lack of a better word they're they're very in your face they're, they're their presence is known like they are here now the modality for sagittarius is mutable so again this makes for a very uh, a very adaptable person but that you know when i'm saying mutable this doesn't mean that they cannot start or finish projects but it, it does mean that they're sort of that liaison in the in-between they could do either now, the tarot card for Sagittarius is Temperance. And it took me a while to make sense of this one in my head. Some of the strengths for Sagittarius is that they're idealistic and they're very independent and tenacious and also spontaneous. Now, the weakness that comes along with Sagittarius is that they are tactless. They have a really hard time 
with social niceties and sort of breaking, you know, sugarcoating or, or making it um, better so they can come across as tactless. They're also very restless and impulsive and easily distractible. Those are some of the weaknesses for Sagittarius. Yeah, I have a few Sagittarius friends, actually, and one of them in particular is um, an old high school friend of mine that I'm still in contact with. <laughs> when you said some of that, it made me think about, I think the only time I have ever seen penis art on Facebook of any kind is when she shared it. Full Sagittarius. <laughs> penis art? Penis yeah. art? Yeah. Have you? So have you ever seen those um, plant pots? that were molded out of like a man's pelvis. Have you ever seen those? I have not, but I need to now. Oh man, I'll have to go back <laughs> and, and look on her page. But she just, I don't know. She thinks she finds penis shaped things just really funny. And she's always sharing about them. And it just makes me giggle. Like I, it, like oh. to me, I would probably not ever post anything <laughs> like that. And she just does it so brazenly. And I'm just like, well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I I am not that brazen. But fun fact, um, we have never worked together, at least not formally in sort of an office setting. But I, I used to do uh, clerical work. I used to work in finance. Um, except I'm like the most terrible person for that. I, I'm okay with uh, Actually, I'm, I'm very good at math. I'm very good with money. But like, I'm probably not the personality type. Uh, aside from being antisocial, maybe I am. Okay. So regardless of that. Um, <laughs> so I found out that, you know, those little baby bell cheeses, they have like the wax casing. I found out like if you roll it in your hand enough, you can mold it. So all of my coworkers got little penises on their desk shaped out of the wax molded from a baby bell cheese. Yes, I am that <laughs> mature. <laughs> Oh man, workplace oh. fun. Yes. Did I mention <laughs> I am a Sagittarius rising um, and several other placements? But <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah. the two go hand in hand, literally and sometimes is... figuratively. <laughs> I, I, maybe Sagittarius just love penis. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna need we're uh, gonna need some corroboration on this. Listeners. Yeah, we're gonna have to call him Freud. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Got the penis envy. Full, full force. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, okay. Um, well, one more thing I want to mention about Sagittarius, though, is that pretty much every Sagittarius I've ever known is spiritual in some way. They tend to be the spiritual idealistic um, sign for sure. Right. But, but yeah. in a different way than say like Aquarius is, um, which we'll go over in a minute. They're the very much like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, they're the compassionate humanitarian kind of spiritualist type. They are actually, um, Sagittarius as a whole has a lot of, um, a lot of emphasis in spirituality. Now, what that spirituality is, is going to look different for, for every Sagittarius, but yeah, they're actually very spiritual people. It, it's, um, part of the, the sign itself, you know, and as I mentioned earlier, like you've got Jupiter, it's the sign of expansion. So, you know, sort of expanding your mind, expanding your 
your experience in this world. So yeah, it, they, how do I want to say this? Um, my sister and my father are both very, very Christian, but also, you know, very religious. It's, it's, it's an aspect of Sagittarius for sure. Yeah, it's almost like it just is part of who they are, whereas some other signs like myself didn't really come into, you know, spirituality and the idea of that until I was an adult. It seems just inherent with them, just like a part of yeah. who they are. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually an aspect found in, um, or maybe not an aspect, but it is a, it's a part of a lot of people's charts that are sort of drawn into the occult. There, there's markers on your chart that can sort of indicate that this is an avenue that you would explore or, or something of interest to you. And, and Sagittarius is definitely among, you know, one of those, those markers for that. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And before we move on um, to our next sign, I want to just briefly talk about the autumn sun signs, which are the three that we just discussed Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. They are the fall signs. And fall, autumn, whatever you'd like to call it, I think is a very sobering time of year. It's it's when the abundance starts to fade. Everything's been harvested. The air starts to turn a little chilly. And it's the time before everything kind of gets quiet and turns back inward. So this is the beginning the beginning part of that turning back inward phase. This is also the time of year of, of wrapping things up because of that. So it, it's, it's the time to, to, to tie up loose ends, you know, to fill in the details and make sure that you're completing everything that you need to complete before we completely turn back inward for the winter. So yeah, this, this time of year, summer is over. The sun is saying goodbye. The days are getting shorter. It's time to start kind of reflecting. This is that reflection time of year um, to make sure that you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Yes, absolutely. All right. So let's move into winter. Okay. So first up for the winter signs is Capricorn. Now, the ruling planet of Capricorn is Saturn. And if you have listened to our previous episodes, you will know that Saturn would be the one that I call Big Daddy Energy. And yes, that's a euphemism. Um, (laughs) Yes. 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 All right. What I can get away with on here. So Saturn, it's a, it's a planet of structure. This is a planet of authority. And a lot of the times Capricorns, they bring that energy for sure. Now this is also meshed with their element is an earth element. So, you know, they're already kind of grounded. They're already there, they're level. And the modality, the modality of a Capricorn is cardinal. So they're the, the starter, you know, signs they're, they really have everything aligned to to really be that that person. They 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 they've got that boss energy. So some of the strengths for them is that they are disciplined, they are determined. They they're also highly intelligent and they're good with strategy. 
but some of the weaknesses, you know, you got that other side of the coin is they can be rigid. They, they can be condescending or come across that way. They can also be very pessimistic and, and ruthless. Uh, by and large, for all the people who tell me that astrology is crap, it's almost always a Capricorn. <laughs> and, and for extra measure, their tarot card is the devil. Now, as ominous as that sounds, the devil card is, uh, devil card represents, um, sort of addictions and, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be, um, to any th- illegal activities. The, the addictions here could be, you know, being addicted to work. You know, there are, there are plenty of things that aren't criminal that you can be addicted to. So. Yeah, Capricorn for me is is a very fascinating sign. Um, I do know a few Capricorns, uh, mostly mostly males actually, and they all tend to have this same sort of energy. And it reminds me of like a rapper. Like imagine like a really successful, play hard, work hard kind of mentality. And there's actually Ooh. quite a few famous Capricorn rappers. Just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, think about uh, Mac Miller, Pitbull, um, even <laughs> Lado. Think, I mean, Lado, come on. This is the kind of energy we're talking about here. You know what I mean? You've got LL Cool J, uh, who else? Little John, you know, those really? are the kinds what? of- yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> this is what this is what Capricorn means. It is very, very big energy. <laughs> yes, it, the the sort of Capricorn uh, archetype, um, archetype, archetype, archetype. The Capricorn archetype. Um, it's it's a very much a boss energy. But yeah, the the Capricorns I met, they're they're not like. Um, dowdy i guess i guess would be a word that i'm kind of they they're actually you know very fun they're they're very sarcastic they're, there's a lot of energy behind that so yeah i like that that work hard play hard sort of um comparison there because it's very true yeah they're definitely the climb the ladder types you know they they set their oh, yeah. eye on a prize and they go for it and they get it um they're yeah. not afraid to work hard they're not afraid to be in like corporate america whereas some signs tend to want to work for themselves to get successful capricorns are not afraid to work for the system which i find really unique because they do stand out on their own in that energy but at the same time they can still immerse themselves in the world of of another corporation or another person and still ha- maintain that stand out energy you know yeah, yeah, there's a level of autonomy there for sure. Even yeah, if they're, that's they're a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, so like some other famous people that were Capricorns is Elvis Presley. Um, and even Martin Luther King Jr. was a Capricorn. So. Really? Mm-hmm. I, oh, and I Betty White. Betty Ooh, White. Uh, no, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I mean, who is bigger energy than Betty White, though? Boy, she wrote her own script for life. (laughs) Big daddy energy for sure, for sure. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to Aquarius. Now, Aquarius, the, the ruling planet, at least in modern astrology, is 
Uranus. Sorry. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is she going to say it? Is she going to say it? I did. I did. Uh, Actually, I think they're pronouncing it differently now. Isn't it Uranus? Uranus. Mm -hmm. Uranus. So Uranus. (laughs) Sounds like something else that you don't want to think about. (laughs) Like we're not, we're not making improvements here. We're not. Um, And, and why take away, you know, that small bit of joy I get from saying it. So <laughs> now the, the element that rules Aquarius is air. This is the last air sign. So you sort of think of these signs as kind of compounding on each other. So not even just the signs before it, but also the, the water, or I'm sorry, the air signs before it as well. So this is sort of the, the last evolution of the air sign. Now, the modality for Aquarius is fixed. So like we said earlier, this provides the the grit sort of to see it to completion. Now, some of these strengths that Aquarius have is they're innovative. They're, They're very much humanitarians and they're visionaries and very independent people. I know this for a fact with Miss Jamie as well. She checks all those boxes. It's true. (laughs) Yes. Now, some of the weaknesses for Aquarius are they are rebellious, which to me is a weakness, but here we are. So some of their other weaknesses are they can come across as peculiar or aloof. And also they can be easily distractible. Now, this is sort of a characteristic that is listed in all air signs in general. So it's not unique to Aquarius at all. And lastly, the tarot sign for Aquarius is the star. Yes, I can say without a doubt that all of those things are very true. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you could speak to this. Yeah, some of them much to my dismay. (laughs) Just being distractible. Oh, man. This Squirrel. Mm-hmm. Very, very much. I, very much so. I, I certainly can be too. All right. So the last sign and the last evolution of the Zodiac, we have Pisces. Now the planet that rules Pisces is Neptune. And Neptune itself is a very dreamy planet. And then you mix that in with the fact that Pisces are a water sign. So their element is water and their modality is mutable, which makes them a very adaptable sign. But now sort of put these all together. You got dreamy Neptune, you got intuitive water, and you have an adaptable sign. This is a very, very imaginative sign. So that that's one of the strengths that come along with being a Pisces, you know, and they're also intuitive and they're artistic and they're also very idealistic. You know, these are dreamers. This is a dreamer sign. Now, along with that, because of course there's weaknesses to that, is they can be escapist. You know, they can be sort of evasive and also very moody. And sometimes they can be even oblivious because, you know, Pisces are sort of in their own world. They've got this great world that they have built with that they have built within themselves. And, and all of this is, and to me, this is a perfect pairing, but their tarot card is the moon, which is also a, a very 
um, it's a sign that has a lot to do with sort of intuition, but also things not being as they seem. So it's, it's a, it's a very unique pairing. And I always thought that that went very well with that one. Yeah, I think so. It absolutely does. Yeah. And as someone who has spent many, many years of her life with Pisces, <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah. They, some good, some bad. <laughs> yeah, they are a unique breed for sure. Yes. Yes. I always, I, in some of these astrology groups, like they'll, they'll ask like, what was your best partner and what was your worst partner? And I'm like, well, my worst partner was a Gemini and my best partner was a Gemini because I don't judge people on their freaking sun signs. Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yes, I have met two very vastly different Pisces and it yeah. just, you know, so much comes into play, you know, how you live your life, how, well, we, we don't need to get too deep into that, but it, it, there's a lot that comes into play there, um, as with any other sign, but yeah, I mean, they're, they do live in their own little world, which I find really fascinating and being an Aquarius, I'm very close to that myself, you know? Yeah. Um, to being very aloof and independent sometimes, you know, so I can appreciate it <laughs> for yes. sure. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't know. I've always gotten along very well with Pisces. Most signs, really. Like if I think about it, I at least have a friend or two in every sun sign category. So the last three signs that we covered, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, are all the winter sun signs. And as you can imagine, winter is sort of a gloomy season, no matter what part of the world that you're in. The days are shorter, the nights are longer. Without that influence of the sun, you can feel like hibernating. You sort of can, it's just as gloomy. It's not as bright and shiny and fun and exhilarating as the opposite time of the year. And yeah. so, yeah, this is like the season of scarcity as well, right? Things aren't growing. It's cold, it's dark, it's it's wet in most places. And, you know, so the, the branches are bare, you know, it's it's slippery outside, it's 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 just not as beautiful and as as heartwarming as perhaps the spring and summer signs can be. And even if you live in a part of the world where it is sunny most of the year, like Florida, parts of Florida sometimes tend to be, um, winter sun signs seem to always just have this sort of chill to their soul that they never quite get over. Um, it's like, it's this feeling of like life's not to be trusted and it, when it disappoints, you want to be ready. Um, which perhaps is all, you know, also for me personally plays into this death and rebirth thing. It's like, I've constantly felt yeah. like I was on this precipice of disappointment my whole life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even though, I, I, even though, yeah. Right. So even though like my dad growing up, like we, I had a really great childhood, you know, I had everything I needed as soon as I hit adulthood and moved out on my own, I immediately felt the effects of what I just stated. <laughs> it was like this <laughs> constant game of catch up and things happening again and again and death and rebirth. And so it's just, yeah. Ooh. Winter sun signs are like the struggle bus season of signs, I guess you could say. Uh, 
prepare for the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. A, 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 even though they're sort of closing out the Zodiac, you know, it, it's also kind of closing out the seasons. And I can I can definitely see that in, in all the signs. So that, that adds a additional layer to it that I hadn't considered. I love that. Yeah, I guess I really hadn't either. And and when reading about the the seasons and how they separate them like this, it this kind of gave me a new perspective that I hadn't considered for myself. Um, because it is the end of the zodiac. We're like the 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 grandmas and grandpas of the zodiac, right? So when you tend to think of it like that too, as you get older, you know, life gets a little bit more bare. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um yeah you start planning for, you know, things that you didn't plan for before you start thinking about things like, like death or not being here or the next step more than before. And that's, I feel that I feel that with these signs. That's sort of, you know, finality to it all. Yeah. And it would be present. Now I've never broken it apart this way. Now, when you're looking at a, a natal chart, a natal chart is circular. I'm sure most of you listening have at least seen your natal chart. And a lot of times they are broken up into quadrants, like I mentioned earlier. And these quadrants are actually pretty specific to the seasons. You know, in your first, it, it's exactly how we broke it up in this episode. And uh, we're not going to cover that in detail today, maybe in 102 astrology or, or even 103 if we, if we get to that one. So, so that wraps up our deep dive into the Zodiac sun signs and their associations. As I say, this was just a brief overview, but be sure to stay tuned for Astrology 102, our next astrology episode where we will go into a bit more detail. Yeah. Um, Our next episode coming up, we will be recording an episode on Beltane since that is coming up on May 1st. Um, but we will, we will catch back up on astrology 102 right after that. So we hope you stay tuned. So until next time, blessed be peace out.